Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, wherein two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of their rapidly impending entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host, as always, my name is Noah Tarno, the quiz master, founder of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular, with me as ever, once again, in the same physical space, for the last time in a while, though. Unfortunately. I'm uh, leaving New York City again in a couple days, but here we are. Yes. With me is the man, the legend. Mr. Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises. Thank you, Bill. And uh, as we have done several times this summer, once more into the breach, we have a special guest co-co-host. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. Uh, Amanda Kudaswavy. I am a uh, newspaper journalist in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I have written about popular culture, television, uh, all variety of things. Right now I write mostly about health and real estate, peculiarly enough. I retain pop culture as a passion, something I enjoy talking about. Amanda Amanda did a really, I thought, influential TV blog at the end of the <laughs> 2010s, uh, end of the 2000s called Ice Cream. Ice cream, you screen. screen. Yes, oh, that's good. and we had it was a really nice uh, population of people I met from that who were yes. friends of hers, and and we became friends. And relevant to this episode, Amanda also holds down the world's most important <laughs> job. <laughs> She's a mom. I am. I'm a mother of three-year-old twin girls. Twins are awesome. Yes, they are. They're they're very awesome. They're very energetic. Mm-hmm. They're very exhausting. You, you get to do everything in bulk. Yes, my sister says, first of all, my, my sister has twin sons. They mm. always have a playmate. Mm-hmm. She only had to throw one bar mitzvah. I know that's not a consideration for you, but it was for her. She only had to throw, you know, one, one birthday, birthday party, party every year, One right? birthday party, right. Yeah, so you save money. And you have to go through all the milestones yes. just just the one time. Save money. So that's good. Pay more in One insanity. Christmas. One, one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> one pair of pants. One name. Yes. One, one name. One name. Today's topic uh, at Amanda's suggestion. And yes, it is relevant that she's a mom of young female children. Female is relevant. Uh, we are looking at Elena of Avalar. Am I pronouncing that right? Avalor. Elena? Avalor. Elena Elena? Avalor. Um, now, technically, I read this. The Latina pronunciation, which we'll get into that later, is Elena. Elena. But she is sometimes called that, but mostly called Elena. Elena of Avalon. Elena And of that Avalor. is an animated series, computer animated series, on the Disney Junior Channel, although it um, debuted on the Disney Non-Junior Channel, uh, sort of uh, launched by a special episode of Sophia the First that was a bit of a crossover. And Elena of Avalor is about a young princess named Elena, who is notably, very obviously, Latina. Disney's been somewhat cagey about actually officially saying she's Latina, but there's a song in every episode, very Latin influenced. She, of course, has brownish skin. Many of the characters have um, Latino names and speak in very clearly Latino accents. And Elena herself is played by actress Amy Carrero, who is born in Dominican Republic, but raised in Miami and has been on some TV shows I've never heard of. Uh, So this show has become quite popular. As any of you know anything about Disney, in the last 20 years, they've really pushed their princess properties. In the year 2000, they established the official Disney princess sub-brand. Elena was hailed as the first Latina Disney princess, although she is not an official Disney princess. If you go to the website, there are 11 official Disney princesses. Elena is not among them. Neither are the young ladies from Frozen, which I found interesting. Uh, So there's a lot of debate online. Who is a princess? Who isn't? Who should be? Who shouldn't be? Some people are saying Princess Leia should be. Give me a break. So uh, shows become very popular. Obviously, a lot of spinoff toys, a lot of spinoff games, costumes, all that garbage that Disney is known for. 
And at Amanda's suggestion, we took a little look at Elena of Avalor. So, uh, Bill Scurry, let's start with you. What do you think? Bill might not be your stereotypical Disney princess lover, but Bill is a Disney lover, a Disney expert, a Disney aficionado. So, Bill, what do you think of Elena of Avalor? I'm also a stay-at-home dad without a kid. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yeah. You have, what, four cats? I have No. Uh, not, not at the moment. I had, uh, when, it, when Amanda suggested it, I kind of thought it was going to be a lowball thing, like, ah, oh, I know what to expect. Being in the Disney theme parks, and in the last year, I've been to both Disneyland and World. Disney's land and world, I guess you yes, should say. Yes, Disneyland California, not yes. France or anything. Well, I have been to France, but not, not recently. So the merch is all over the place. There's this figure in pink with uh, the sort of dark skin, and, and I thought, okay, I don't know where this is coming from because it's not a movie. Every now and then, Disney sneaks in a new brand, and I just assume it's, uh, it's, it's ultraviolet light. It's some wavelength not designed for me. I'm not going to see it. I didn't catch it. But I have to say, this is actually quite impressive. First of all, it looks great. I mean, the cartoon, talk about spare no expense. Disney doesn't always um, do the right thing with their brands. Sometimes they make things look like crap, which is unfortunate. But this for a TV show on, what did you say, Disney Junior? Disney Junior. Yeah, I don't know how hard it is to make these things and like how many different uh, uh, colonies of Korean slave labor animators they have working on this stuff. But I mean, that a- the animation... The magic of Disney. The animation is a step below Pixar's and their crazy-ass standards. And I mean, even like a Moana. But it's really close. The design is great. It actually moves fantastic. It doesn't suffer from TV cheapness at all. And again, Disney puts out a lot of shows on Disney Junior that they, that, like, they're live action stuff man it is like oh boy that's for disney channel i think than disney junior yeah okay next. that yeah. like that even stevens and all that the history of the, the hannah montana show yeah. like that stuff was like terrible like there was still bad the live action bad. stuff is still bad it is it is mass produced it is cynical it is all that crazy it is as garbagey as you possibly think and uh this was not this was none of that one of the things that we're standing on here is we're also three blanquitos talking about a <laughs> a, a brand that is primarily latina and and uh, latin and also heavily championed by Latino people in, in the marketplace and in, in the culture space too. I mean, I get behind that though. I think that's a great needle mover for, for a, you know, a Disney brand that had difficulty injecting any kind of unorthodox ethnicity. If frickin' Elsa was considered exotic well, because she's she Norwegian. Had, yeah, because she's Norwegian. <laughs> well, and you know, Merida is Scottish. There's well, there. but they very consciously added Tiana from The Princess and Who's the Frog. That? She is an official official princess, very consciously. I, I might be wrong, but I'm under the impression they made that movie yeah. just so they could add a black face. And that to movie, the princess yeah, line. you know, I mean, I'm going to hand it over to Amanda a second, but that, I mean, that movie, have you seen it, Amanda? I have, I have, yeah. That, that movie has the weird, the whole voodoo thing with Keith David playing Uncle Whatever, you know. And it's yeah, like, and that actually scared my kids off of it eventually. They liked it at first, and then the, the, there's, it's very scary when the voodoo guy gets snatched at the end for them. Yes, I know it is. That's yeah. a very scary part. But it's also, that is the first thing you don't want to do when making something you would say traditional. African-American and country or down by the bio <laughs> is immediately uncorking you know bad juju with having the whole voodoo thing it's better right. than if it were like in the ghetto or yeah. on a plantation it, well that's more a, interesting I was going to say place. Uncle Remus is one yeah. of the official Disney yeah. ca- I, I princes mean, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to bring it back to Alina there's a weird time element in Alina too that so not only is she the quote-unquote only Latina princess. She's technically the oldest princess because yes. the origin oh. story of yes. Elena. Oh, right, right, right. She is technically in she's her 60s. She's technically 
50s. 50s, because yeah. I think it's a weird thing. 41 40, years. She 41 was stuck years, in the amulet. Yeah, so the whole origin story of Elena and how Sophia gets involved. For those who don't know Sophia, quick primer. She's a little girl. She was a commoner. Her mom married into the royal family, and she has this amulet that she acquired when she became a royal that allows her to speak to animals and have other powers. Right. Well, it turns out that Elena, due to a curse from an evil witch uh, who killed her parents... Played by Jane Fonda. Played by Jane Fonda. No real stress. Hanoi Jane. Is the role the she evil. was born to play. Trapping <laughs> people in amulets. The stepmom so, too. Whatever. What is she doing? Like... She's oh. still playing yeah, she's Shariki. She, the, Shariki has come back yeah, in several episodes. Right. So anyway, it's so yes, she trapped Elena in the amulet and Elena's grandparents and little sister in a painting yes. for 40 years. Yes. So Elena... 41. 41, that's right. I did okay. not explain the plot as I should have in my intro. Okay. Thank you, Amanda. Elena, she's got it. But she's now I'm going to nitpick you. Elena is... What is Elena's like? She, is she supposed to be 15 or 16? I think when the show starts, 15. she's 16. And she's as 16. the episodes go on, they establish she ages to 18. Yeah. Okay. So she's 16. Technically, she's, what, 57 then? Yeah. And, you know, Issa, who's probably her sister, Isabella, who they call Issa, is uh, probably like, I think, supposed to be like a anywhere from 11 to 13 I'm not quite sure but she's like you know in her mid 50s too right so but of course they look like teens you know yes. and their grandparents are they would you know if they had really aged they would not be with us and right. already they're dealing with the whole dead parent thing that's in every Disney property so yeah so there's a but no here's the thing when you get back to the time thing there is no fish out of water like oh all these major changes happened while I yes. was gone no, she just jumps right in. Everything's no, exactly the same when she left. She has a cousin who was probably a teenager when she went into the amulet, who is now a middle, you know, middle-aged man. There's no commentary of, "Hey, I remember when we were teens and we played together." There's no weirdness of that, like, yeah. and now you're a grown man. It's completely. That's, Mar that's the Marvel comic stuff, you know. You just, yeah, you, just get the, you get to the get to the. I mean, I guess it's for scene. kids because kids aren't going to drill yeah. down to that level. They're going to they're going to parse the math out. But, but what do you what do you think of it? I mean, you, you're I, being I, very descriptive. But <laughs> where are your feelings? I, I, I do, I do like it. There's several things I like about it. But first of all, they, there is that diversity. All right, she's Latina. There's been some controversy of whether she's really Latina because, A, it's not a real country. It's not a real country. Yes. And also, it borrows. It's it's not a specific Latin culture. It borrows from right. uh, California Latin cultures. Uh, Mexican, Mexican, Peruvian, Peruvian Chilean, right? Yeah. yeah, Latin American. So it's kind of all over the map. And also, you know, she's... And which wouldn't be a big deal. She's the only one. You know, it's Disney. You only really get one from each ethnicity, yeah. Yeah. which M is Mulan <laughs> is the Asian one. Yes, Bahamas is the Native American. American one. Jasmine is the Middle Eastern one, etc., well, etc. Yeah, et it does introduce kids who might not know much about Latin culture to you know Spanish words and certain things about Latin culture. I always imagine more. It's just that. That Latina girls just have yes. something to identify. Have, yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that if you're a white kid and you grow up seeing different faces, you you tend to have more respect absolutely. and empathy. Yeah. Right. You know, if you, you all you ever see is white and you're white, that's what you think you the whole world is. You don't white is normal. Everything else is right. You yeah, know, good point. So the, it's yeah. The, Novelty. Yeah. So anyway, so I like I like the I do like the diversity part of it. I mean, obviously there's there's more work that could be done in that area, but I do like it. I do like that there's a lot of um, female interaction. We talked about she has a younger sister. Her yes. younger sister is very into science, yes. and they talk a lot about her love of science and her want to be in these like science fairs. This, this show passes the Bechtel test. Oh, big time! Yeah, yes. she has a best friend who is a girl, and they go on adventures, and they and the girl is actually part of her royal council, which will be the next thing I get to. And the other reason, like part of her royal Council, so she helps make decisions about government. Both of these young women making decisions about government. And the other thing I like is that, unlike a lot of the other Disney 
princess properties. It shows being a princess is a job. Yes. There is bureaucracy yeah. up the yin yang. That's a great, that's a great point. <laughs> that's the, the main conflict of I the show. I had thought about that. More yes. than the trolls and the wizards and all this. Is how do you yeah. learn how to effectively govern a people? Right. She has conversations about, and granted magic comes into it, but it's about like where to build a bridge. There's one where she goes on a royal retreat and, and she has to deal with how to deal with the other leaders and who are all older men, which they don't specifically make that but it's all but it's all older men and how does she fit in what yes. is her place there yeah she has this royal council because she's technically you know and they do bring up in that episode that well you can't really be crown you can't really be queen you have to stay crown princess because you're only 16 she's like yeah but i'm not because i'm 50 yeah. she doesn't say i'm 57 but she's like not really and they're like no no but you're still a girl as far as your life experience so she has to have a royal council which is made up of her friend naomi and her grandparents and her cousin esteban and they all kind of talk together about you know what they're going to do on certain things and they do show them this like council room having these meetings so it just kind of shows yeah it's not you don't just wear pretty dresses and go to parties there is a job you have a responsibility to the people and they always talk about the responsibility to the people that you govern how you have a responsibility and you don't see that a lot that is is such a trump era feature man (laughs) seriously like talk about something you would see in a show today that you wouldn't have seen five years ago yeah. I mean, that's but real lip service. But this came out before that. No, I mean, it, it, it did. I mean, it's... it's we a, were already in the Trump era. We just didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So what do you think? Oh, what do I think? Uh, 90%, I like your metaphor of ultraviolet light, just not forming yeah. on my yeah. mind. Yeah. So 90%, fine, who cares? Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. 5%, it's good for pretty much all the reasons you said, Amanda. It's It expresses female empowerment more than the princess stereotype would dictate. Although there's a lot of interesting writing online about how the princesses in general are more, maybe not feminist than you would think at first blush, but like you want to raise a, a strong young woman, mm-hmm. don't be don't be afraid to let her play with princess crap because it's not just parties and whatever. You know, they're, all these heroines, Merida and all of them, right. you know, they kick ass in yeah, a certain they, yeah. way. Um, and why I laugh at the idea of making Princess Leia a princess, I mean, thematically she fits in. Yeah. You know? That's so they wanted to do it. Yeah, because it, yeah. It, it's appropriate. Uh, so, yeah, 5%, it's great. 5%, I actually don't like it. Because, first of all, may, I, I am no animation expert, but I look at this animation, and I actually think it's pretty bad. Um, Ooh, hot take. You know, there's a lot of personality in the faces and everything in the way that modern computer animation has allowed. Maybe I'm comparing it to, like, Pixar movies or classic animation. I only saw Frozen once a year and a half ago. I don't really remember it well. But this looks very fake and choppy to me. And I look at this and I feel like, all right, this was made by a soulless computer, not artists. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I'm nitpicking here. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh-huh. not It's not a deal breaker by any stretch of imagination. It's not crap. I just look at it and I'm like, this doesn't look that good to me. Two, the voices have some problems. I mentioned this before we went on. I hear Jane Fonda in that villain's voice. I hear Jane Fonda. I am taken out of the story. Whenever I'm in animation and there's a voice done by someone whose work I'm already familiar with and I recognize it as them, I'm taken out of the story. Chris Parnell plays one of like the leopard, flying leopard sidekicks. Called Jackwins. Yeah, the Jackwins, flying jaguars, flying leopards. Jaguar and 
and a, um, and a, a, paw, I think? a penguin. I don't I'll know. I'll take your word for it. Anyway, <laughs> I looked it up. Okay. So, so I hear Dr. Spachemin from 30 Rock. <laughs> I just can't not hear him. I will say, though, the Harbor Master, played <laughs> by Rich Sommer, I do not hear Harry Crane no, from Mad Men. He's a, yes. I yeah. do not hear the scumbag cheating husband from Glow. <laughs> uh, so good on Rich Sommer for getting that yeah. done. And I will, I will speak to that issue. Is This is a common issue. Other pop culture writers have written about this with the Disney shows is the... Uh, well-known actors are almost instantly recognizable. So I'm cynical about that. My my final criticism, and this is my biggest problem, and granted, maybe if I stuck with it and watched a few more episodes, and I'm sure if I were a kid, this wouldn't bother so much, I just think the plot is so convoluted. It's, <laughs> so, they're no, it they're throwing uh, so much into the bowl here. 100%. You got, she's a princess in like, sort of feels kind of middle, you know, middle ages, middle ages-y to me. But then there's like trolls and then there's fairies and witches and, and amulets. You, did you see the lava monster? There is no, straight up a lava monster. There's just every, every <laughs> genre. Voiced by, Voiced by Titus Burgess from the okay, right, unsinkable, right. Was, uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unsinkable right. Molly Brown. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets a Days and nights of Molly Don. He get, <laughs> Blair Brown, lover. Yeah. Um, but, and he gets a full-on musical number, at, which is which is. Oh, there's a good. song in every episode. We should say that. Yes, yeah. there's a song in every episode. I don't think the songs are that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are a couple I like. They're I not like at the, Frozen level. No, oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. They're very middle of the road pop. The Titus Burgess one is pretty good. And there's another one where, I don't know if you saw the one where, where Elena is in a fencing competition. I saw that scene. M- might be my favorite episode. Yeah. Because of the song, which is her training song that is sung by uh. her. And it's like kind of a middle of the road femme pop version <laughs> of a training song. And it's, I, I love, I, first of all, I love schlock. I'll leave that stuff up. So I, the song. They're doing their job. If they yeah. got, if they got mom. And, the, and that yes. one, and actually I know the lyrics of that song. My kids know the lyrics of that song. And yeah. It's the There's best cleverness fe- to it. It's the best fencing yeah. scene since uh, Die Another Day when Pierce Brosnan fought Toby Stevens in that uh, Okay. Arsenal, as taught by Madonna. Is that the one with the invisible car? Now that I'm here, there's a mission at hand To drive that witch out of our beautiful land I'll banish the darkness and bring back the light Cause this time, I'm ready to fight Noah, why do you think this show is popular? Even though the animation's bad? And, it, and no. the songs are meaningful. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 80% of the reason why things are popular is because it's popular. And if Disney's behind it, it's probably going to be popular. So Disney pushes princesses on girls. They eat it up. It's good enough. It's better than good enough. It's fine. So there is some quality there. The country is being taken over by these Latins. But no, <laughs> there are a lot of Latina children out there hungry for something that to see themselves in something. Mm-hmm. So in the cartoon and fantasy space, which has been long exclusive yeah. yes. to, to you know the, the pasty white people. There are some interesting essays about how even like characters like aliens and animals and colored creatures that don't have a skin tone that any human being has ever had still by default seem white. They're coded as white. Coded yeah. as white. So it's And when they're not, it's often offensive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Unintended consequences. You know, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks is working on a one-man show. Yeah. Yes, I have About how he thought about killing himself because of the backlash. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's really all I got to say. They filmed the niche of the Latino thing, and Disney knows how to market to people, and little girls want princesses, and these days, you know, 
brave, strong princess whose TCB is is an idea that really connects to both children and parents. So yeah, they, they put the ingredients together well. So it kind of seems like a no-brainer to me that this is a hit. I'd be surprised if it had bombed. There's a really good reason for why it's popular. For all the reasons you said, part of it is the cynical thing. You know, one of the things we didn't mention is like this, this series is actually created by some guy named like Pete Gerber. Craig oh, Gerber. Craig Gerber. <laughs> no, no, it's just, Pete Gerber someone else, uh, my no, friend. You know, Pete Gerber used to sleep on your wife's couch. He was a creepy guy. Yeah. No, he sleeps on Maurice couch, right? Now he does. Um, no, yeah. It's, so it's like this is this is still, I think, focus group built, uh, yeah. purpose designed by Disney's Mandarins to make something. And yeah, a, a white TV dude who's probably a familiar face in children's broadcasting has it. Does that mean it is uh, uh, offensive or obnoxious? Not necessarily. No, mm-hmm. people can do the right. I, you know, our friend Kevin Marr worked in TV for a while and was trying to. You know, he was a white dude who was the same age as us, and he was a very inclusive guy. His casting was great, and he had a, you know really good uh, head on his shoulders about that sort of thing. I, I do think that this has a lot of the elements. There's colorful magic. There's mysticism, again, in the way that people of color have been excluded from white sci-fi and white fantasy for the longest time. Uh, other than, like, Grace Jones and that Conan movie, right? Where yeah. she, I forget what her name was. But, yeah, there, there just hasn't been a lot of room in these things. And so now that you have the integration of people in, for, you know, Star Wars, which made everyone so fucking angry, it brought out the worst impulses in all the fans. You know, I checked a couple of things. Apparently, Common Sense Media says it's for advised for six and up. Right? Is that uh, is that, that makes yeah? I, I I don't know. I didn't I didn't check their rating. I could assume, I, I think it'd probably be better. For, I think you definitely eight? get more out of it at six and up. Yeah, I don't yeah. think my kids are three. They still. I mean, there's nothing objectionable to. No, but they, they probably can. don't follow the plot very well. No. Uh, right. The yeah. thing but is, there's the, enough for them. It's the stuff. Right. There's enough. Whatever. There's enough stuff they're catching. Yeah. If you were eight or whatever the, the sort of sweet spot is. I mean, I mm-hmm. was just thinking if I was eight, I was watching He Man and GI Joe back in '83. Mm-hmm. There was exactly as much there for me then as there mm-hmm. is in this for the kids now and I think that this is actually more nutritive it has it has more like I said the plot is a little more complex than G.I. Yeah. Joe and- I actually think it's a lot more complex yeah. and when I crap on the plot it's not that it's necessarily bad it's just that it's Byzantine, Jumbled. the little yeah, Baroque. Yeah, okay. children's yeah. stuff. And yeah, my niece is six, and I think she was into this for a while, and she's almost seven. She's moving a little bit beyond it. So why do you think it's popular? Why, for a lot of the reasons you say. First of all, I think it's a, I think it's a well-made and decent show. You know, there's a lot of product out there. I feel like this one is is a little bit on the higher end. I actually like the complexity of the plots. I think it's a fairly well-written show for what it is for kids' shows. So I think it's, you know, the one thing it's good, of course, it doesn't have to be good to be popular, does appeal to a lot of people it does tap into the princess vein pretty hard and i think it appeals to a, a wide swath of people i mean i think you've, you've pretty much covered why it's popular it's holiday time the most special of seasons so come gather round to remember the reason so the next question we normally ask is would you like this if you were a kid and i think we know the answers for Bill and me, <laughs> uh, because You're I'm sure very few boys like this, and the boys who do like this probably don't grow up to be Bill or me. But Amanda, if you were a child now, or this had come out when you were a child, when you were four, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight, would you be drawn to this? Would you be yeah, a fan? I, I think so. I think so. I like. Did you have a princess phase? I liked princess stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I was a princess for Halloween couples. I think I was always like a generic princess. I don't think I was. I was say, who, did, who was available in the grab bag? Snow oh, White, yeah, Snow Sleeping White, Beauty? Cinderella, Sleeping but back, Beauty. Back in the eighties, like those. Oh were yeah, the they would re, they would re-release those. Oh, and yeah. there's home video. Mm-hmm. I, I really think it was the playable home versions. I thought it was more as like a museum you went to where there was Snow White inside of it. You know, like those were such hoary old but characters. I bet you could have bought if not 
Disney branded Snow White costumes. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Snow White costume patterns. Oh, no, no, no. Stuff absolutely. Like that. All that stuff. Sure, you could that there. All that stuff was out there when I was a little girl. I liked Snow White because, of course, I have I have dark hair and light skin. So, of course, I'm related to Snow White, other than her story is unfortunate and I've never lived with seven <laughs> men at one time. Not yet, not yet. None of our business. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah no 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 I absolutely I absolutely would have liked this because there wasn't a lot of stuff where there were girls standing up for themselves yeah and um, I think there was like only one or two things I ever, I even remember like even like I really latched onto Dorothy as the one who kills the witch in the Wizard of Oz even though cool. I would not necessarily call her yeah, yeah, yeah. a strong female icon that you know she's the one who ends up making it happen and and there wasn't that much to latch on to so this probably would have been I probably would have really liked this that's an interesting point yeah. I like that point about Dorothy you know I, but you know, to, your, to your point about yeah I mean I think we're more or less of a block about this one you know the thing is is that believe it or not what I really liked when I was that age were, was like Byzantine storytelling the unnecessary amount of curlicues and things like that I kind of latched onto his complexity and so it just had a way of piquing me like but there's Byzantine good and Byzantine bad. There is, but and I mean, my point when is, when I'm from, a kid, I don't know the difference. For, from my having Seriously. having just dipped a toe into Elena of Avalar, I see this as as Byzantine bad. Okay, I did admit that if I if I really gave it some time, I might grow to appreciate it as Byzantine good. I'm open to that possibility. Getting back to our comic be- geekiness, 10 years old. Yeah, no, I was I was obsessed with DC Comics, and I read Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I Talk followed. About unnecessary. I complexity. followed every inch of that. The multiple Earths, all this nonsense. So yeah, but but it spoke to me because it was about superheroes. Um, you know, I imagine in the alternate universe where I am very similar, except I was a girl. I might have been really into some convoluted princessy mm-hmm. world, you know, because um, I would have had probably a similar mindset. So yeah, I, I am open to the possibility that it's good Byzantine from but from my undoubtedly not target audience POV. It's just messy Byzantineness. Isabel, time for breakfast. I know. Oh, you're up already. How can I sleep after being trapped in an enchanted painting for 41 years? That's 14,965 days. There's so much stuff I want to do. Ooh, what's that? Well, since I'm getting a crown today, I wanted to get you something too. <gasps> a journal! Amanda. Yes. Uh, does this fill you with any feelings of being a, a movement of the apocalypse? Is this one of the seven seals along the way? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Like All I right. said, you know, I, and I think we can pretty much dispatch this quickly. It's a, it's whether or not you like everything about it's pretty positive. Its intentions are, are pretty good. It, it puts forth positive ideas about female empowerment and diversity and taking care of yourself and others. And yeah, no, I don't think it's apocalyptic in any way. No, it is not a sign of the apocalypse. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode without the, without the it. Asterisk is this: Disney is slowly but surely taking over American childhood, and I really worry about that. And they have commodified American childhood in a way I find disturbing. I still, even though Snow White was a Disney movie in 1940, what was it? Way back, I still think of Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty as fairy tale characters, mm-hmm. almost public domain. As a child, I thought of Star Wars as fairy tale characters, even though mm. deep down, you know, I thought they were owned by Kenner, because that yeah. was the way I interacted with it. So as Disney takes over all this, now it owns Star Wars, now it owns Spider-Man, you know, give it a couple years, it'll probably own Batman and Superman too. I worry about that. And it's a nice little story, but what's the service of the story so that they can sell 
pencil cases and Halloween costumes and board games. And inspire the raft of Etsy, which like Etsy had a billion different vendors who make their own stuff. Yeah, right? and that, that I like. That's no, the good that's different. thing. But but then they're going to like cram down on them with lawsuits or whatever. Well, I will tell you that yeah. we do own a ton of Elena merchandise, and some of it is not of the highest quality. We had an Elena crown where this is actually turned out fine, but the pieces of it were breaking off, and one of my kids, uh, there were two at the time, Sydney shoved a chunk of it ah, up her nose. Ah. And we, she was like poking at her nose all day. We couldn't figure what was going on. And my father was the one who actually saw that she had a piece of the crown like a gem from the crown up her nose and would not let us take it. i know this is very graphic we had to blow in her mouth to, like pop the, the thing <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you had to inflate your daughter's head well she wouldn't let us you know there's 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 these uh suction things that they yep. have for kids for when they have stuffy noses and our, my my kids would rather be lit on fire than have that happen i basically just kind of like let them have chest congestion because so they, they i have to beat them up to that so we couldn't do that to try and like summon it forward so my father just grabbed her by the face went, into her mouth and it's it moved idea. forward enough until it popped wow. out and yeah. that is something we talked to the pediatrician about that and they said that's it that's a thing it's called mother's kiss uh, you know i don't think this is a sign of the apocalypse but no i i, I do you know i again as somebody who's immersed in a lot of um merch about the princesses and the whole culture and notice how cynically disney goes for it there's an entire motion picture animation arm which is pretty much built around the mission of making princess stories what they've allowed to do is pixar pixar is allowed to pick up everywhere else pixar handles everything else that is in the human panoply of experience mm -hmm. from the robots who collect trash in the future to the superhero families that's in the purview of lassiter and the rest of those mm -hmm. creepy weird sexual deviants over there <laughs> john lassiter right. right sorry didn't they fire him yeah, yeah. He's uh, the place. Is he on hiatus? No, he's, he's out. He's, he's out. Okay. Pete Docter and Jennifer Lee are running the place yeah. now. The fact that there's so much princess emphasis yeah. and it's only begun. I mean, Dis Disney, you know, to your point, people are talking about, oh, Disney owns all these companies. It's like Disney's not competing with Comcast. Disney's competing with the Fang corporations. Fa uh, Facebook, Amazon, the other A, Netflix, Google. The other A, Netflix? No, no, there's another A in there. I'm missing which one it is. F-A-A-N-G. Uh, Adidas. <laughs> so the thing is, it's like, at a, at a certain point, you're right. Disney is going to own everything. That's not, yeah. that is as absolutely coming because Disney is going to be, every all those other companies are going to own the bits of, right. They're going to become almost like utilities, yes. and Disney's going to own entertainment. Yes, and, and President Kardashian will be CEO of Disney. And the, <laughs> their empire is is based on cobblestones of princess merchandise and princess iconography. I think that to keep peddling the idea, now I, I understand you're talking about at least this is a princess who works yeah. for a living. This is a princess who is espousing the... the in and they, of itself. They, they in all of are. itself. No, it's I, not I, a bad product. It's, that's right, a net right. good. As part yeah. of, a, as a, part of a larger and thing, you, though, you, I understand You can go back. Yet. What you, what year was was it 2011, I think, was Frozen? Was it... Or 2012? For, for Frozen's whole thing was you don't need... You don't need a man to solve your problems. Right. Real Sis love comes from your family. Sisters are doing it for each other. Right. Um, well, By poor, the way, we marketed this movie with the snowman and didn't show you girls for like three... Different yeah. trailers. <laughs> right. But it's right. No, that was true. Frozen is 2013. 2013. And you can say the same thing about uh, what is it? Twisted or Tangled? Tangled. Which, which the entire marketing, which talk about, I'm talking about the a botch. No. Well, that, that's was why the they dude. didn't. It, it was, was the Zachary yeah. Levi. Yeah, that's feet. why they didn't call it Rapunzel. Yes. because they didn't want to scare away little boys. And yet, but the entire thing was still built around a princess. It was so mm -hmm. cynical to make a movie that's like, no, no, we're gonna. It's like, ah, psych. This is totally about little girls. Yeah. Well, and, and that's actually a freak out in the movie too because they show his. Uh, it's 
starts with him narrating, saying, this is how I died. And he's like, JK, this isn't about me. Yeah. It's like, haha, we got you boys yeah. in here. Now you got to watch the princess. Now you got to watch this <laughs> icky girl, girl stuff. But I, the, <laughs> gross. The, apoc- the apocalypse part is is not really a thing. It's just, look, that's me being, that's me being a, a pearl clutcher. It's not really mm. a big deal. But today, I vow to protect and defend the kingdom of Avalor as crown princess. supposed to do this so our final question is is any dislike we have of this based in jealousy and of course i'm the only one who's expressed any dislike really and i'll just come out and say i'm not jealous i just can't relate to it enough other than the baseline jealousy i have of everything that people know better than they know me and bill i imagine you have a similar answer but if not we'll get to you but let's start with amanda are you do you have any jealousy of this I as mean, a property other than the inherent jealousy that all little girls have of being a princess yeah, but you're not <laughs> but you're not a little girl anymore I, is the little I, girl some, somewhere deep inside of you on some level i am some, on you, some, some level you'll always be shorter than both of us yes. technically you'll always be your parents little people. girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no it's uh, you know i like it actually so i don't really have any resentment for it. but there is that thing of you know oh this is this is a whole other world that you're not really going to you know it's it's it, there's a it depicts a whole other fantasy world, and right. that's part of its appeal. But also, you know, they could create some jealousy of why can't the real why world sucks. Like yeah, why can't why I live can in this I world? Why can't I fly around on yeah, a, on yeah. a cat why with do, wings? Why do I have to live in this bullshit, crappy world instead of Avalor? Can I can I emigrate to Avalor? Avalor looks beautiful. Avalor by looks the way, pretty good. Everything is lush. Looks like Seville or something. Yeah, right? it's gorgeous. All the problems are solved in 40, 30 there's, minutes. There's no and war there's a there. Lava there's no, there's I can't no. mention. I, I just I love. Yeah, but everything. the lava monsters dealt with. You know, what? don't they reason? You can most monsters. You can well, reason he, with at the end. They're just uses, misunderstood. He actually uses deep breathing exercises. See, there well. you go. So, wait, so no, no. Where, where do you punch in on this one? No, about? I already said I, I can't. Other than my baseline jealousy of everything that's more successful than okay, I am, so. I can't. I can't relate yeah. to it enough to be jealous. Yeah, I think I'd be similar. But if, if I was in the business of creating TV for mm-hmm. kids, especially, and again, I, you know, one thing I could not get, and I thought like once I put the once I hit Google on this, I thought for sure I would it would be immediate how popular this is. You know, some brands became you know the size of their online footprint become obvious because there's think pieces. Yeah. I actually could not find a ton. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find much either. But I, but I mean, I know that like for instance, in the Disney parks, Princess Elena is on a lot of the pegs. You know, I, I just did not know how popular this was it doesn't fill me with any kind of you know resentment again because i i'm bullish on and i'm bullish on the thing so i feel like it doesn't engender uh, a, a weird feeling in me anyway which is you know i'd rather be there with it like we have in the like we have like shit on so many things in the last 10 or 15 episodes it's yeah. been hard maybe since the key and peel to find something that we kind of agreed on mm-hmm. that like oh there's a societal upside to this and that actually makes some sense so i'm, I'm kind of happy to be on that side of the argument here mm-hmm. uh I, I something just occurred to me and it seems to me there's a lot of jealousy to be had for this from adults or whatever. So I have to ask if some racist out there might be, and I do think it's a lot of jealousy. I'm like, oh, why are they always, sho- why does every Disney princess now need to be a minority? Why are they shoving this down our throats? That's what they always say. If Cheerios does one ad with an interracial family, they talk about it being yeah. shoved down their throats. No, that's true, yeah. And I think that is a form of jealousy. Yeah. It's feeling like your power, your dominance is is going away. So you're you're jealous of other people getting attention that you think you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. And then also something I did run into, and I'm glad I'm you brought that of, up. By the way, I feel yeah, like that that is an important but, part of it. Yeah. You know, we're not really pigs, so we don't have that. 
I mean, I am pigs. I am a pig, but not in that way. I am um, pigs. I am pigs. Um, and then uh, I think we need to mention, it's not really jealousy. It kind of sounds like a lot of Latinos are not satisfied by this. I, I, and I can understand why. Like yeah. We talked about the whole pan-Latino thing. It doesn't represent a certain cul- also, culture. They say it's, it's pre-colonial weird. times, but they speak Spanish. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good point. <laughs> and I think we talked before, you asked me uh, at the beginning how to pronounce her name. Uh, one of the articles I read actually said that that's an issue. It's supposed to be pronounced Elena, I Elena. think. If I, I'm yeah, sorry if I'm, pro- if I'm pronouncing it wrong, too. But it's not. But they pronounce it that way sometimes. But then it's more commonly on the show called Elena. And the song, it, well, the theme song in it, they're clearly saying Elena of Avalor. Not jealousy so much as uh, a bone to pick, yeah. I guess, on well, both sides there, of the issue. There's some justification there, but on the other on hand... On this one, at least, yeah. Y- <laughs> you know, I, I'd be curious if they would ask, is it a net positive, is it a net negative? So, But I think we did a pretty good job yeah, for, we covered for it. three Tried. people who are, who are completely melanin-deprived to, <laughs> to have a decent cultural shake at this thing. I think, I think we did a good job. Once again, this is like, what, almost 60 episodes of excellence, which is great for us. <laughs> We'd keep doing it. Almost 60 episodes of excellence and then 250 episodes of garbage. <laughs> What's that? make a poster. Almost 60 episodes Almost of Almost 60 of near, as we judge it, excellence. Near yeah. excellence. So if yeah, you five is five percent is near a hundred. If you would like to find past episodes of this show, look on iTunes or Apple Music bullshit, whatever it's called these days. SoundCloud, <laughs> Google nice. Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us at Noah and Bill. Get, don't get it. Don't no one build don't get it. Yeah, don't write no one build get it. No, there's no show of that name. Visit <laughs> I don't get it podcast. Give us a fucking review on iTunes. That's really Please. how you encourage people. Yes. Yeah. You dumb bastards. I will cut your balls off, everybody. Uh, I'm wow. On, I'm oh on my this God. Really got this got dark. Quickly, yes. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I personally am on Twitter at William Scurry. Uh, and I'm on YouTube at AM Caesar. My good friend Noah Tarnow. Uh, you pronounced my name wrong. I at know. Noah Elena. Tarno on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, bigquizthing.com at bigquizthing custom private corporate trivia events coast to coast and we just booked our first event in Canada it took it took too long but we did it and uh, I am at Amanda Kuda on Twitter also if you wanted to read any of my newspaper articles our website is www.ctpostpost.com and so you, you also you have a, there's a YouTube channel where you have some uh, science experiments from like five years oh back oh god yeah Yes. Those are a big deal. <laughs> you tried freezing a balloon on a cold I day. Tra- yeah, was it freezing a banana? banana oh, you, yeah. And you and you did that great. Was it the was it the balloon that I was chasing? I, I think soup? I put it, it to yakety sacks. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It was Herb Alpert. Herb Alpert. Yes. Oh. I was trying to freeze a balloon, <laughs> and the balloon escaped from my hands, and I'm chasing it around. And Bill took the video and he reset it to do, 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 yeah. do, as I'm like running through the streets, like with the balloon, I think, Spanish went through my legs. Like, <laughs> the, the, I'm telling you, everybody, that's worth it. It's out there. It's there. That's why YouTube it's was there. made. My, my husband it. showed it to my nephew once. It, it, he, he watched it for an afternoon just laughing hysterically. We all have. I think yeah. we all have. So yeah. Not me so much. I believe that's <laughs> it. And uh, uh, yeah, until next time, uh, we, the three of us, we get it. We actually do get it. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. The production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.